0: I want to talk today about um, circumstances but I want to package it under a call to action and I'm calling you all to go forward to go forward I think so many times we allow fears and circumstances to hold us back because we get afraid you know we get afraid, afraid of what people say, what happen. you know, what what happens if this don't work out or that don't work out. Now, uh, this is my first time going live on one of these apps, um, and I think this is the Facebook app. I've never gone live before on Facebook, but I'm definitely used to going live on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, some of my other ones. So um, hi to my Facebook followers. It's my first time going live on, on this particular app. But uh, I, I sat and I did a lot of praying before going live right now. Um, because it's just yesterday in my my mentorship program, um, I I meet with everyone in my mentorship program every Monday uh, for about an hour. I do a live session pretty much just like this. It's a Zoom call with them. And then on Wednesdays, I meet with the business owners and entrepreneurs and and the same thing, and we do a call. Yesterday was one of the most powerful sessions I think we've ever had, uh, because I talked about circumstances, and I talked about what is it that kills our dreams, What are the things that kills our dreams? And we end up narrowing it down to three main points, but I just want to focus on one, just for the sake of this live. I'm gonna try my best to keep it as short as possible. But we talked about circumstances. Are you all aware of how often we allow circumstances to to hold us back? Now, before I get going, let me make sure everyone can hear me. You all just put in here um, that I can hear you. Okay, just say, I hear you Z. I see some people already talking, some people saying, yes, good afternoon, good afternoon. Um, uh, I see some people in my other thing here. Okay, just just say you hear me. Okay, so everyone can hear me. Because one time I went live the other day and uh, I didn't know that people couldn't hear me. Uh, circumstances do not get to determine who you can become. Let me say that again, because I got to really make sure that soaks in. And I I posted this yesterday. I did a post on it yesterday. And I think some people were a little thrown because they were like, well, wait a minute. We don't have control over our circumstances, Z. You know, um, you know, sometimes things happen that are out of our control. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Such as me losing my son unexpectedly. I absolutely agree. But the circumstances themselves do not get to dictate who you can become. And so many times do we get so wrapped up in that in the events and the circumstances that happen. And we allow it to stop us from from going forward. That's why I think I'm gonna name this this, this post is Time to Go Forward. I, I think I'm gonna name it something like that. We allow the circumstances. You wanna know how we do that at times? Here's what we typically do. And this is what I taught yesterday in my mentorship session with, with those that are in my mentorship program. And it was so amazing seeing their eyes open up. And I mean, there was tears. There was It was, it was probably one of the most amazing sessions I think we've had to date. Here's what we typically do, and, and and I'm not talking down to anyone. I'm actually speaking from conviction because you guys know I mess up on a good day, right? <laughs> you know I do. So I'm speaking from my own convictions. Many times we're trained to, well, Let me let me start with this. First of all, we know that we need to pray, read our Bible, go to God, and all of that, right? That's just number one for me. Right now, I'm not here to enforce my religious belief on anyone, but I love God with all my heart, mind, body and soul. Let me be clear on that. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Let me be clear on that. That's number one. But many times we pray. Right. And then we we're asking God, you know, to help us and to, to show up and to show out and to do this and to do that. And we're praying. And then we get discouraged because over and over and over again, we don't see the results from all of the work that we're trying to do. We, we don't see the actions, we don't see what's becoming of it. And so we begin to wonder, God, where are you in this? And then we begin to look at other people and see, man, is it just me that, 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 that I go through so much and, and, and that my, my circumstances, things are not changing right and sometimes we get so discouraged that's one of the things i do love about my mentorship program because there's people in there who are business owners and entrepreneurs and there are people who know a lot about their bible people who don't know the first thing about their bible it's such an amazing community a mixture of people um but 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 you get in a situation where you you feel like god what is going on i'm praying and why why am i not seeing the result and that's because we forget to focus on the mindset Now, you know, I've been talking to you all for years at this point. My my podcast, for those who may not know me, I have a podcast uh, called Unlocking Greatness Podcast with Zendra Glass. And by the way, my website is ZendraGlass.com. You can go there and, you know, find out about my book and, you know, my mentorship program and all of that. But anyway, my point I'm making is so many times we focus on we've prayed and things are not working out, but then we don't focus on the mindset. We don't focus on what is it that I need to change or alter in the way that I'm, I'm, I'm taking in things and I'm receiving things. And so we're naturally trained, and this was me, we're naturally trained to look at the results. Am I right? We're naturally trained to look at, well, my circumstances are showing me, for example, I don't have, um, you know, a lot of money. Or I don't have the support that I need. Or I've been, you know, um, betrayed by all these friends. I can't trust people. Like, we're, we're, we're trained to just look at the circumstances. So because I don't have a lot of money or because, you know, for example, I don't have a lot of support, that means I can only do such and such. You know, we begin to go in what I talk about. You, you guys know my book Necessary. That chapter called Cage Mindset. I'm going to read a little bit from that in a minute, um, and that's on page like 147 and 148 for those who have their book, uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. We allow the circumstances to limit us. So we look at the circumstances. We, we're, we prayed. We've read our Bibles. We've done that part, right? But then we look at the circumstances and we allow the circumstances to dictate who, who we can become. And you may say, well, Z, well, how do we do that? Well, it's because we look at the circumstances first. That's normally what we do. And then we let the circumstance determine, this is, these are the things that are capable and possible in my life because of this. And what I wanna teach you all, this is where I wanna get at with you. I wanna teach you, number one, God should always be first. And again, I'm not here to enforce religion on anyone, but always go to God in prayer, you know, read your Bible. You know, you you gotta know who you are before him and who does he say you are. But after you've done that, here's the piece we miss out on, baby. Here's where we go wrong we forget about the personal and the the what i call the professional development and that's that mindset change that's the mindset no one ever really taught me that i've been going to church my whole life just to be clear the mindset You may say, well, Z, what do you mean about the mindset change? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, baby, so we can talk about that a little bit. Because this is what I talked about yesterday during my training session um, with, with the people in my mentorship group. The mindset is so important because this is what's controlled, This is what's telling the body what it needs to go and do. So think of your mind think of your mind in the most simple terms I'm just gonna give you the shortest lesson I can give you think of your mind being like um, one part of it being your conscious and the, the second part being the subconscious right now for those who are in psychology and stuff you are you guys already know what I'm talking about right so think about all the things that you're taking into your mind okay I, I have a mentor or I'm reading a book or I'm watching educational videos or I'm doing this and I'm doing that you're bringing everything inside of that knowledge base right now, just follow me. I'm going to get a little technical, but I'm going somewhere with this. That then goes into what we call the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind. Get this. Think about that as that's where all your feelings and emotions and stuff. have, You know how you feel about things. So if you're sitting around on social media all day or you're sitting around just looking at your circumstances all day. Right. Which is what we do. What we do. worrying, stressing about this part. Right. That is going to impact the way you are feeling, baby. All of it is. So imagine retraining your mindset. You've prayed, you know who you are before God. God has shown you what you can do. But now you're like, man, let me make sure that I I am. I am looking out for myself for my personal development and my professional development. What are some of the ways, some of the routines and habits and things that I'm repeating in my life? And by the way, those are called paradigms. I won't even get into all of that. I don't want to make this a full out mentorship session, but I just want to teach you a thing or two. One of the things that's really changing the hearts and minds, other than I should say God, of of the people that are inside of my mentorship group is that they're understanding what a paradigm is. And paradigms is nothing but like a multitude of habits and behaviors. You know, what are you doing on a daily basis, your routines? You may say, well, Z, why does that matter? How is all this connecting? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Let me explain it whatever you think is what you become and if you're focusing on your circumstances your circumstances are going to start dictating to you baby who you can be and what can happen you got to start here with that mind. let me rephrase it you start with God first but you then got to go to that mindset change and think you know what what am I taking into my mind how am I feeling about me do I know who I am before God who, who does God say I am who do I say I am what, what, what kind of habits and routines and things do I need to get in place in my life so that I can start doing things in a better way? You know, many of you have so many ideas to write a book, start a business, right? Go after certain talents in life and, and, and you sit there. And, and again, I'm not talking down to you. I'm speaking from convictions. We sit there and we look at the circumstances and we allow the circumstances to cast a vote. The circumstances don't get to cast a vote, baby. The circumstances do not get to determine who you can become unless you allow it. Now, you may say, but Z, we can't control some of the circumstances that happen in our life. I agree with you fully, baby, just like I couldn't control the death of my son. But I did get to have some say so and how I'm going to respond to it. If I'm going to allow my circumstance or the situation or the hardship I'm going through to completely take me out, to just give up. To just feel like this is just too much. And for those of you who've already been reading my book, Necessary, you already know what I'm talking about. You know, especially if you read the chapter about the pruning season, right? Or if you read the chapter about being hidden, right? All of the things I went through in my marriage, my finances, my my son was, you know, deathly ill. And all of the mess that I went through, being betrayed by friends. I can go on and on and on. We get to choose how we're going to respond to that. So let me go back to what i was saying a little bit earlier and then i'm going to read i want to read a little bit from one or two chapters and i'm going to close this out i i really want to make sure that this point sticks instead of starting here with the circumstances i want you all to start thinking differently i want you to start thinking you know what first and foremost i'm going to continue to go to god and get my hope and inspiration there right don't stop there it doesn't stop there secondly i'm going to start focusing on my personal in my professional development. What am I taking into my mind? What am I feeding myself? You know, what books am I reading? Right? Do, do I have a mentor or a coach or something in life? And if you don't, it's no big deal. You know, that this is not a pitch for my mentorship program. You go to some place where you think you're going to get the help you need. Even if you can only go to YouTube and watch some videos, you know, on, on, on mindset changes. That's what I want you to start looking up. Mindset changes. Because no one ever taught me how important it was to focus on really sharpening my mindset. I didn't even know what a paradigm was. I had no idea that, that that I had paradigms fighting each other. And let me explain what that is. So paradigms is like a set of habits, you know, like, like you know, what you consistently kind of do. That old you is like, no, I got to stay kind of where I'm at. This is safe, right? This is all I can do in life because of my situation. I'm limited, right? That's that old paradigm. That new paradigm is like, I don't care what your situation looks like. I understand life may be tough I understand that your marriage may be in the dumps because God knows mine was hanging by half of a thread right I understand your finances may be looking this way and God knows I went through some serious financial turmoil right and on and on and on that's what the circumstances can try to tell you right right but that new paradigm that new set of habits that new set of beliefs you're putting in is making you feel like you know what man God, God God teaches me in Romans, what is it, Romans 8, uh, 17, man, that I am an heir. God teaches me that I'm a co-heir with Christ. Man, God teaches me I'm a royal priesthood. Man, I'm reading books that's teaching me that I can do this and I can do that. Man, I'm looking at stories of people who went through such difficult times in life and they refused to give up. There's something inside of me beginning to brew and telling me that I can be better than what my circumstances are telling me. So that's when you're shaping that subconscious. Now guess what happens when you get that mind shaped right? Guess what happens, baby? Guess what happens? It begins to impact your behavior, your actions. Your actions. Because your body can only do what the head is telling it to do. Just so you know. So we've prayed, we've gone to God. Now we're working on those mindset skills, sharpening our skills, understanding, you know, how the mind works, understanding the importance of routines, putting some good habits and repetition in place. Because you got to constantly train that mind to do what it needs to do. And guess what? The body starts reacting and feeling a little kind of way. The body starts feeling like, man. This is how things are looking, but I'm feeling like I can do something right. And guess what happens when the body starts reacting a different way and doing different things? I'm saying a ton of comments all over the screen. You guys, I'll read your comments in just a minute. But guess what happens when the body starts to starts to execute what the mind is telling it? Guess what? You have new results. You have new results, baby. You have new results. That's why we don't start with the current results and allow the results, or I should say the circumstances to have any say so. The circumstances don't even get a vote at the table. It, it, it does not get to determine what are the options available for you in terms of who you can become. Now, you may say, well, Z, some people in different circumstances, some people very poor, some people very rich, some people have advantages. I get that. We're not talking about that. God knows I grew up poor. You know where for my whole life because my mom unfortunately was a single I shouldn't say unfortunately because it was a blessing for us she was a single parent our entire life and it took her 12 years to finish college God rest her soul and we moved 22 times in one year we were homeless we went through a lot of things so God knows I get it but there's a part of us that we can look at that and we can go two directions we can go the direction of based on my circumstances because life is so unfair And I don't been through so much. And if many of you have read my book Necessary, you know some of the things I've been through. This book covers everything, everything from from abuse to just just name it and it's all in here. But we can look at it and say, man, I got two options. I can give into this and allow my circumstances to determine who I'm going to become. Or I can turn around and I can work on my walk with God and work on my personal and professional development. Get my mind right. Get around people who think like that. Get around some people. Start 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 guarding the, the 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 people that I'm around. I'm not gonna entertain negative talk. I'm not gonna entertain allowing people to hold me back. I'm not gonna entertain what this old paradigm is trying to tell me. Remember, I just taught you that. I'm not gonna entertain that because this new paradigm, this new set of habits is telling me, no, 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 you're gonna be able to do this. You get my point? And when that impacts your your, your thoughts and your feelings, your emotions, that then has an impact on your behaviors, on your actions. And that's where the new results come from. Let me read a little bit from my book. There's so many comments coming through. Just finished your book. It changed my life. Thank you so much, baby. That touches my heart. For for those who don't know, many years ago, God woke me up in the middle of the night and told me that I would write a book and call it necessary. And um, I didn't know that he was going to make me live it to go through everything that I had to write about. And uh, he even gave me a vision of the book that it was just the word necessary. My name wasn't even on the cover. Some people ask, Z, why is your name not on the cover? But I had to walk in and do what God told me. I didn't know even just before publishing my book that I would lose my son. But God walked me through so much to be able to write this book. But thank you, baby. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Um, for those who are asking, it's on Amazon. You guys can get it as a paperback on Amazon. Uh, it's worldwide on Amazon. You can go to my website, com and get the audio book. Um, and there's a video book as well, but that's only a part of my mentorship program um, that I do. So the video book is exclusive in there at ZendraGlass.com. Someone said, what's your name? My name is Zendra Glass. Call me Z-Baby. So anyway, let me read a little bit from here. I want to read a little bit from um, Cage Mindset. So for those who have your book, I always say I'm not going to go live long and end up being live a lot longer than I wanted. So for those who have it, turn to chapter 12, to cage mindset. Let's look at a little bit about this, about cage mindset and see what this is about. And if I have enough time, I'll read a little bit from one other chapter. Um, I really want to read from that chapter called, I Won't Apologize for Going Higher. That's a very strong chapter because sometimes we're so afraid to go forward because we're afraid of what people are going to say. We're afraid of... um, are they still going to love me? And so we, we we apologize by staying low. And we think that that's going to help the situation, but it really is not. I tried that. So I can save you all of that drama. It, it does not help to continue to just stay low, you know, because you, you don't want this person thinking, who do you think you are? You don't want this person to feel some kind of way. That don't work. But I'm not going to read that chapter right now. I'm going to try my best to stay focused on chapter 12 because once I get to talking, there's so much more I want to tell you. So I'm turning to page 144. I'm just going to read just a little bit from Cage Mindset. Oh, my goodness. There's so much I want to go through in this. Um, let me read. Oh. Let me just read a little bit from page 147. Page 147 says, I challenge you to dream so high and reach so high beyond your generation, beyond your cage thinking, that it captures the attention of God. We must get out of our cages and give him something to work with. Let us never forget, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that's Proverbs 23, verse 7. Now, I'm going to go over to page 148. I'm just skipping around a little bit. It is my prayer that God opens your eyes as you examine your surroundings and use discernment so that you can know when, and get this, and how to maximize your season. Is it possible right now, baby, that you are in your season and you need to be maximizing it? You need to be maximizing it. Yes, prayer is important. You know that's important to me if you've been following my podcast reading our Bible and all of that very important, but baby, you got to sharpen that mindset, master the skill sets that you're trying to go out there and do so that you can be a gift to the world. Do you have habits and routines in place? Let me keep reading. Ask yourself, have you outgrown your cage? You see, when I wrote this chapter, I was coming to a realization that I was allowing people to keep me confined in the cages where they felt I belong and get this. I was keeping myself confined in those cages. I was keeping myself confined because I thought that's where I needed to be sometimes God will take you out of the industry you're in and put you in a whole nother industry sometimes he would take you out of the career you've been in your whole life and turn around and give you something else to do and sometimes we get afraid of that because we're like oh I got to stay in this cage this cage is safe people know me by this right 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 you think it wasn't scary for me starting a podcast a couple years ago right You all know I've been in business for years. I interview people for a living. I do corporate presentations for a living. So how does it look? I'm online crying and teaching people about God and and mentoring people and all this and that and pouring my heart out. It didn't mix. But as I spent time with God, and if you've read my book, you've probably read that chapter called The Secret Place. That's my closet where I go in and I sit at night and I just sit with him. And and God began to speak to me. I began to step out on faith and do the things that he told me to do. So we got to get out of these cage mindsets. So I say here, ask yourself, have you outgrown your cage? Are you ready to soar to levels you've never seen? Do you believe the wisdom and favor of God over your life can take you higher? We must never forget that James 4, 14. Someone write that down. James 4.14. We must never forget that James 4.14 teaches us what is your life. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And I want to pause on that for a second. I wrote that because no one could have told me that morning when I said bye to my son that that would be the last time that I was talking to him. You know, I just knew that I would see him later that day. I know it may feel like we're here forever, you guys. I get it, especially maybe for some of the younger people, because I'm well into my 50s. But life really is just a mist. It really is. Read James 4.14. There's a lot of passages that talks about this. We're like a vapor. We're here one day and gone the next. You don't have time to be afraid. You don't have time to just keep sitting on your dreams. Stand in that little cage, that little box that either you put yourself in or you're allowing others to keep you in. And I'm on this live to teach you, to help you, to stop looking at the circumstances and stop allowing the circumstances to determine who you get to become. If you allow the circumstances to have a vote, to have a seat at the table, it's going to always come with a lot of negativity, baby. Because that's what it's designed to do. But we are taught to call things that are not as though they are. And what is the definition of faith? Being sure of what? Of what we hope for? That's right. And certain of what? Certain of what we do not see. So I'm trying to teach you what I've learned. And what I've learned is, oh my God, I never knew the importance also of mindset changes and making sure that I'm setting habits and routines and things in place so that I can I can I can I can respond differently and I can produce different results. I never knew that. I want to read a little bit. I read this yesterday. My mentorship every Monday at noon, I meet with the people that are in my mentorship group. My goodness, it was powerful, but I read this yesterday to them because um, my video book is exclusively available only inside my mentorship programs. So I had everybody uh, watch chapter one. But I read about, we talked about a letter to the enemy. Now for those who have my book necessary, turn to the very first chapter, chapter eight. I-, I wasn't planning on reading this, but I feel compelled to do it. This is what I wrote when I realized how much the enemy lies. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And what you may not be aware of, but this message may only be for one person. You may not be aware the lies that that the enemy feeds us. And you may not even be aware you're sitting there believing them lies, just taking it all in. Right? Life ain't going to never get better. You know? Or my circumstance, nothing seems to work out. Right? Right? You know, you don't understand all the things I've been through in my past. You know? Right? And believe in the lies that things are never going to change, you know, because we're looking at the results. We're looking at we don't try so many times. It didn't work out all them times. I'm not even sure if it's going to work out this time. Well, listen to what I wrote to the enemy. And I wrote this, this. This is God wrote this through me. I do have to say that extremely clear. But I'm reading from my book, Necessary. There's a lot of people asking where you get it. It's on Amazon um, worldwide. Or you can go to my website at zengaglass.com for the audio book. Um, but anyway, it's called Necessary by Zenda Glass. But let me read you a little bit. I wasn't going to read this, but I feel compelled to read it again, to read a little bit. This is chapter one, A Letter to the Enemy. Did you really think you had free will to do whatever you pleased in my life? You were being played like a puppet all along because you failed to notice your strings. Have you taken the time to simply look up? You would have realized my father always kept a watchful eye over me. You never had free reign to rule in my life. And you never had the power to determine my destiny. When I listened to your lying tongue, it sounded like the truth. My goodness, it sounded like the truth. And no one could convince me otherwise. You played your role so well that you almost succeeded in making me doubt myself. You almost succeeded in making me give up. You almost convinced me that while I was in the deepest valleys, my father neither heard my many cries and prayers nor cared to answer me because I wasn't worthy of his love and blessings. You left me on my knees feeling unloved, used, angry, abandoned, confused, hurt, and sobbing in pain and grief. You whispered to me that my life would never get any better. You tried to convince me that God couldn't use me because I wasn't good enough. And though I wouldn't admit it. And though I wouldn't admit it for a moment, I think I believed you. But now I must say to you, Your greatest mistake was not all the pain and sorrow you caused me. Your greatest mistake was leaving me on my knees in the presence of my father. That's where you really messed up. In your arrogance, you forgot who was my overseer. As you celebrated the roles you played during some of the worst seasons of my life, you forgot who knew the ending before the beginning. Somehow, you failed to notice before the curtains were open, before your scenes began, before you played your wicked, evil role in my life, I was already predestined for greatness. You messed up when you left me on my knees, feeling insecure, fearful, weak, alone, unsure of who I was and doubting my gifts and talents. It was in those painful, lonely seasons that I began to sit in the presence of my father and recognize his voice and words of wisdom he whispers i guess i never sat long enough to realize he actually whispers to me i had no idea i could be strong in my weakest moments because his power is made perfect in weakness That's 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Somebody put that in. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. I had no idea I could grow from dark places because he commands his angels concerning me. That's Psalm 91, 11 through 12. Someone put that down. Psalm 91, 11 through 12. And I had no idea it was possible to have great peace in the middle of my storms because God is able to give me peace that surpasses all understanding. That's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. So I thank you for leaving me on my knees because without your help, I never would have sat long enough to discover that all along my father was trying to speak to me. What is this that I now see? My father has exposed you. What is this that I now see? I see strings. I see strings. As I look up from my knees toward my father in heaven, I now see your strings are showing you have been exposed. Perhaps you should have paid closer attention to the conversation you had with my father in the the book of Job, chapters one and two, when your boundaries were set as you attacked Job's life. You are limited. You do not get a backstage pass to do whatever you wish to do in my life because my overseer is always at work and you cannot climb up your strings to take his place. I'm going to read a little bit more. I wasn't planning on reading any of this. I was planning on doing the first part of what I did and getting off of this live, but you know what? I'm going to read a little bit more. While you told many, I'm reading for those who are joining my book Necessary, I'm reading chapter one, which is called A Letter to the Enemy. I'm just reading the first part of this. While you told many lies, you failed to mention that God did not have to get off of his throne to remove you from your place because you are not his equal. Archangel Michael and his angels fought against you, but you were not strong enough. They hurled you down to a small rock that we call earth as Revelations 12, seven through nine. Someone put that in. Revelations 12, 7 through 9. You failed to mention that when God's children resist you, you must flee from us. That's James 4, 7. Someone write that down. James 4, 7. You failed to mention the power and authority our Father has over you and how you begged Jesus again and again to not send you away. That's Mark 5, 1 through 13. You failed to mention how you were driven out on several occasions and had no power over God. That's Matthew eight sixteen. Someone write that down. Mark one thirty nine. Someone write that down. Luke four thirty one through thirty five. And you certainly failed to mention that the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ Yeshua from the dead now lives in us, and that's Romans eight eleven. And we are called to do even greater things, and that's John fourteen twelve through fourteen. I want to keep reading and keep reading and keep reading. Uh, I know you all don't have all day to be online with me, but I'm trying to help somebody, even if it's only helping just one person. If one person is, is getting this, your circumstances do not get to determine who you can become. It's time for some of you to go forward. It's time for some of you to go forward. Let me read some of these comments, and I'm going to read one more little part. I'm reading, for those who are asking, there's a number of people. I'm reading from my book, Necessary. Um... And um, I forget what I was going to say, but I'm reading from my book necessary for those who are asking. It's available on Amazon. It's worldwide. You can get it pretty much anywhere at this point, any part in the world. Or you can go to my website at Zendra dot com uh, to get the audio book. Or if you want, you can feel free to sign up for my mentorship program. I'd love to see some of you in my live sessions. Let me read some of these comments. Um, I love your book. Uh, thank you. Um, Someone says, I lost my son. Oh, the the post went away, but it looks as if you were saying you lost your son. I'm so sorry to hear that, baby. I'm so sorry. If you do have my book, I want to encourage you to read chapter 23. That was one of the toughest chapters I wrote. It was at the end of writing necessary. And um, I just, I went through a stage where, and there's a chapter in here called When God Says No. I'm trying not to deviate because that's going to take me down another path. I'll just say this that's the chapter when I was so hurt by losing my son and so unexpectedly even though I love God I didn't want him to touch me I was just like you know what I know you're in the same room with me but 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 I I, I don't even have the strength to, to touch you right now I don't even have the strength to pray but you all I like, got you my you my only God and so that chapter is just a a really heart wrenching chapter about how he stood there waiting for me patiently and he began to hold me and embrace him, even though I didn't have the strength to hold him back. And that's what that's what led into that. You know, when God says no, sometimes God says no. Maybe I'll go live again tomorrow or the next day and talk about that a little bit more. I want to stay focused on what we're talking about now, which is circumstances. But I just wanted to throw that at you that if you do have my book, Necessary Baby, please read that chapter 23 and then read chapter twenty four which is a letter to the enemy part two and that's the very last chapter of my book that I wrote after I lost my son but I pray that that um I pray that that blesses you baby let me let me read some of this some people are saying I don't mind I love it keep going thank you Benita um, someone says please do so it works thank you thank you thank you I see people posting the scriptures in there someone says I need to get your book thank you baby I pray that it encourages you at the end of each chapter if you can I don't know if you can see this. At the end of each chapter, there's recommended. First of all, there's my reflection, and then there's recommended reading, and then there's assignments. So it's not the kind of book you just read through and be done with it. It takes you on a transformation journey. Every chapter really stands alone by itself. And every chapter, unfortunately, I guess I can say fortunately now, um, it's pretty heavy. Stages and things God took me through, such as the pruning season. Sometimes God prunes you. And, and and you got to understand when the good when the good gardener's showing up it takes you through hidden you you ever felt like god you know what why are you hiding me like like what it sometimes when we're hidden it feels like we're being punished when God is really just preparing us. And so every chapter, it gets pretty deep because it talks a lot about what I went through, but it also talks about how my eyes were open and God began to show me why I went through that season, hence the name Necessary. So when you do go through this book, make sure, please, that you take your time and do the homework at the end of each chapter so that you can be transformed. And by the time you finish this book, I pray to God you're a whole new person. Uh, Someone says, I need the audio book. Thank you, baby. That's on my website at zendaglass.com. That's where my mentorship program is at as well as my audio book let me read just one a little bit more I I was compelled before I started I said I want to read a chapter called you are a lion now I'm not gonna read all through it because I've already been talking for a long time and I need to uh, end this live because I know some of you guys got to get back to work but for those who have my book turn to chapter 19 I want to leave you all with some hope Chapter 19 is You Are a Lion. This is a chapter I wrote. It was a reflection on when my daughter was going through a very difficult time in life. And I'll save you all the details. But bottom line is um, I had to remind her of who she was. Uh, because you know I, I let me just read it, it it'll make sense because I was I was telling her don't ever beg for someone to love you you know she was really heartbroken she was in her room just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing just uncontrollably and then when I walked in the room this is what I said to her and so let me if, is it okay for you all that I read a little bit of you are lying to you is it okay okay I'm seeing a lot of messages here yes okay so chapter 19 you are lying now it's funny because When I talked about this on my podcast, and my podcast is Unlocking Greatness podcast, which is pretty much everywhere. It's on YouTube and Apple, Spotify, any place you go, you'll find it. Um, I talked about this years ago when this happened. I had no idea the response would be what it would be. So many people began to write in or or, um, message me saying, wow, no one ever spoke those words to me. You know, you you have no idea how this has encouraged my heart. So let me let me read a little bit. I'm going to jump past the story. So the story was my daughter was sobbing uncontrollably and I walked in the room and this is what I said to her. So let me speak these words over you, baby. Okay, listen carefully. And for those who have your book necessary, I'm on page 223. You this is what I said to my daughter. You are a lion. You are a lion because my blood flows through your veins and the blood, the spirit of Jesus Christ flows through me. I am a lion, and the power that is within me has been passed on to you. That power is the strength of God. Don't ever beg someone to love you or to accept you. Lions sometimes have to walk alone. Lions lead the way. Lions are courageous. Lions are powerful. And you are powerful because of the God that we serve. You are boldly and fiercely made. Things that would devour most people don't devour us because he that is within us is greater than he that is in the world. When people know that their rejection can crush you, they will continue to use that power over you. Don't ever give your power away. So I want you to go to school and walk with your head held high because you know who you are. Don't run after people run after knowing who you are, a beautiful, powerful lion in God. Don't ever be afraid to walk alone, sit alone or make new friends. Otherwise, others will become attracted to the light they see in you. I am a lion and you are my child. My blood flows through you. Don't you ever forget who you are. You are a lion. Now I'm going to jump to the other page in here. And this is when my mother was dying. And these, these are the words that my mother spoke to me before she passed away because she always used to tell me that you are a lion. When I pray to God this is touching someone, baby, consider me saying these words to you. So now I'm jumping to a scene of when I was in the hospital with my mom and um, Lord, God took me through so much writing this book, I just, oh my God. Anyway, it's helping and blessing a lot of people all over the world. So to God be the glory. But I'm on page 225 for those who will follow me from my book Necessary. Uh, This is a scene when I was in the hospital with my mom, and I was going through so much in life. Everything I was writing about in this book, imagine it happening at the same time. Finances falling apart, my marriage hanging by a thread, betrayed by friends, my son clinging to his life in and out of the hospital with sickle cell. Um, we, We were just going through so much. So just imagine when you're going through so much all at one time, and then you get news that your mother's passing away. So this is the stage I was at in this and if you do have my book read the chapter called um, through the fire and that sort of gives a summary of all of it so now I'm jumping to the scene of when I was with my mom going through all of this mess at the same time listen to this I broke down in tears because I didn't want her to leave me nor did I believe I was strong enough to deal with all the pressures I was feeling at that time I was shaking so hard I placed my forehead on her forehead and I said, Mama, please don't leave me. I'm not that strong. I'm not that strong, Mama. I thought she would cry with me, but she didn't. She moved me about two or so inches from her face, looked me in the eyes with a determined, Resolute, strong expression, without any fears or doubts about the words she was about to say. And she mouthed these words, and I quote, "You are a lion. you are strong, baby. you strong, and you are going to make it." She died a few hours later. It took me some time to realize that the strength she was talking about was not only my strength and character and perseverance, but my strength in God. She would always tell me to be strong in the Lord. In that moment when I was feeling powerless and weak, I discovered a new level of strength. I didn't even know I had, I had been given the strength to stand and continue on because my mama reminded me of who I was, a lion in Christ. If you've, if you've never been told these words, I want you to hear them now. I want you to hear and believe the very words my mama passed down to me. I passed down to my daughter and now I'm passing on to you. You are a lion. You are strong. You're strong baby. You strong and even when you don't believe you have the strength to go on. Or the power to overcome whatever challenges are coming your way even though no one may have told you this when you were younger know that I'm telling you now you are a lion you are strong and you will make it be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power you guys got me crying up a storm I was supposed to go live just for 15 minutes, and you guys don't took me full circle. I pray. Oh my goodness. I pray you all have been encouraged. I was not planning on talking this long at all. I wasn't even sure if I would go live today, but God put in my heart, you got to start talking to people a lot more because they're so focused on their circumstances and they're not aware of what I can do in their lives. Let me read some of these comments. I pray that this has encouraged you. For those who are asking, I'm reading from my book, Necessary. i'm getting a lot of comments if you all can help me out by just writing in the comments because i keep repeating it um that the book is called necessary because a lot of people are asking that and it's available on amazon worldwide the audio book as well as my mentorship program which i'm so grateful i started that a couple weeks ago it's going amazing seeing the lives change um um, I get with them uh, Mondays at noon and Wednesdays at noon for about an hour and um, mentor and talk to a, a small group of people, and I love it. But that's available on my website at zenjaglass.com for those who are interested. Um, let me read a few comments so I can get out of here. I pray this has encouraged you all. I've been going almost for 40 minutes, which is unreal because I was supposed to have been live for like 20 minutes. Thank you so much, Z. You got me crying tears. It was beautiful. Thank you, Benita. I pray that it blesses you. Um, um, it, so, someone says, all oh, I came in late. Oh, no. Don't worry about it i'm going to put this up on my podcast so my podcast streams on youtube um, as well as spotify and apple and any place you can find a podcast you'll be able to see it and it's also going to be streamed on my uh, instagram page as well so you'll be able to watch this whole thing so don't worry about it baby just look me up on those platforms um um, uh, for those who are already part of my mentorship program, every live I've done, every stream, every live, whether it's in the mentorship program or not, is already inside of my app um, when you sign up for mentorship at ZenjaGlass.com. Let me read a, a little bit more. Uh, my son, he has rheumatoid arthritis. He hurts so bad. I'm so sorry to hear that, baby. I really am. From, from one mother who had a special needs child to another, my heart goes out and I will be lifting you in prayer. Uh, my son had sickle cell um, anemia and unfortunately he had ss which is um a very anyway i won't even get into that but unfortunately we dealt with him being in pain almost his whole life so my heart goes out to you and i'll be lifting you in prayer um someone is saying thank you my sister be blessed thank you for the encouragement thank you all thank you all thank you all let me see here uh i'm going to be ending this live in just a little bit um in any okay there's a lot more comments coming through thank you for the encouragement Um, So I see a lot of uh, notes coming through. I'm doing my best to read them as quickly as possible because they're coming through so fast. Someone says, God bless you, mom, for this beautiful message. Um, Oh, she says, my other son also has sickle cell. I'm so, um, I I sincerely pray, sincerely pray for his health and um, his or her health and well-being. I sincerely do because that's nothing to mess around with. God knows we dealt with it for many years with my son. And unfortunately, we're still grieving the loss of him. Um, He had his bone marrow transplant, and it wasn't successful. Um, Let me read a few more comments. Uh, Thank you for the encouragement. Be blessed. Thank you. I pray that you all remember one important thing from this broadcast. The main point I want to drive home is this. Your circumstances do not get to determine who you can become. Your circumstances don't get a vote. It gets no say-so. So I'm praying that you at least walk away with this. I'm going to start guarding the things I listen to, right? I'm going to start being careful with what I allow to come into my mind because it's not only just praying and going to God in prayer, which that's number one for me, reading your Bible and going to Him, but I also really got to work on professional, personal and professional development. Let me get let me make sure my mindset is right what am i taking in and even if you don't remember everything i said you need to be remembering the basics what am i taking in right as we talked about mindset changes this is mainly a, a lot of what i teach in my mentorship program as well but what am i taking in how is that making me feel let me be on guard with what's coming into my mind let me put some repetitions and some habits in place so that i can shape and get some new paradigms in here right And let me begin to to do some different actions. Let me move in a different way because my circumstances get no say so. My circumstances don't get to determine what I do. And then you're going to find yourself producing new results. I always tell people, and this is one of the things I said last week in my mentorship group. If you can combine that powerful walk with God that you have, loving God and praying, which I know a lot of coaches and mentors leave that part out, but that's important to me. Can you imagine? The person that you're going to become by combining that powerful knowledge and walk with God and combining that with your, with your personal and professional development, baby, you're going to be unstoppable. So that's why I'm doing this live. Okay? I want you to be encouraged. And I want you to remember your circumstances does not get a say so with who you can become. All right? I love you all. I love you all. Um, Your encouragement got me through some great storms. Please keep going. Your content matters. Thank you so much, Robbins. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I see so many messages in here. Um, Z, God loves you. Uh, I think you said, and I love you more. I'm trying to watch. So it's a lot of comments coming through. I love you all. I pray you've been encouraged. Um, For those who do have my book necessary, please make sure you're doing that homework. Um, at the end of each chapter. Someone told me don't use the word homework because it just has a negative connotation, but whatever you want to call it, do that exercise at the end of each chapter. Because that's meant to take you on a transformation journey. Every single chapter you go through, there should be something in you changing and growing. Whether you decide to get my mentorship program or not is up to you. That, that's a whole nother thing. I'm talking about the book. Make sure you 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 do the homework or the 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 exercises at the end of each chapter. Go through the scriptures. Start allowing not only your spirit, you know, to be. Um, uh, I should say, let me be careful with that word Uh, because there's a whole lot of words you can use on that. Make sure that you are growing closer in your relationship with God. Let me say it like that. You know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, just to be very clear. But make sure you're growing closer in your relationship with God, but also make sure you're getting that personal and that professional development. And when you combine that together, baby, nothing's going to be able to stop you. So the note of the day is repetition. I want you to start working on what are some of the things that I'm doing on a daily basis that I need to change to put some new habits in place, starting right now. Write some of those things down. That's almost like the same assignment I gave the people at my mentorship group yesterday. So that's what they're working on right now. They're working on every day reading um, their finally statement, which that's a whole nother subject, but reading the statement of who you hope to become. Right. So you picture yourself on the other side of the mountain, wherever you're there is at. Right. Where Whatever that looks like for you. You write that down. Or you can even record it and you listen to that or you read it every single day. And if you can, morning, noon, and night, because you're you're reminding your mindset, you're training yourself, this is who I'm becoming. Then I want you to write down one or two things that you're gonna change about your habits and your routines every single day. So for example, you know, for me, I don't like going to the gym. So I have to put some things in place to make sure that I'm exercising, because that is not one of the things I love doing. I don't like accounting. So I have to set an alarm on my phone, right? Every week, once a week, this alarm goes off to tell me. Stop everything you're doing. If you've not done your accounting, do it now. So I had to put some some routines and things in place to begin to shape my mindset, so I can be more responsible and more careful with the things that I'm doing. So hopefully that makes sense. That's an extremely tiny version of. You know, kind of some of the things I talk about in my mentorship group. But anyway, I love you all. I love you all. Uh, One last time, I'm going to answer these questions because people are asking about the book. It's called Necessary, uh, and it's available on Amazon worldwide. You can pretty much get it anywhere. Necessary by Zendra Glass. And the audio book... um, uh, is available as well as my mentorship program on my website at But I love you guys. I pray that this has hurt. Uh, this has helped you. Someone says, I just found you and don't know a lot about you. Do you have Jesus as Lord of your life? See, I get asked that question all the time. Yes, baby, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Go to Unlocking Greatness Podcast with Glass. You can Google it anywhere. You're going to be hard pressed to find any podcast episode where I'm not reading my Bible or um, you know talking about my Lord and Savior. But I understand you got to ask because nowadays you never know what you'll get online, so I respect that. What's the name of the book again? Okay, my last time I'll say it, it's called Necessary, uh, and it's available as a paperback on Amazon Worldwide. Uh, And no, my name's not on the front cover. There's a story all behind that. I had to go with the vision God gave me. And um, the audio book um, and the video book is available on my website at gingerglass.com. I love you all. I got to get off of this live. I pray this this has helped you. Uh, Please, if you get time, when you do go to YouTube, I will put this video up later so you can watch it for those who came late, okay? But I pray you guys have been encouraged. Do not allow your circumstances to stop you. Okay, so let's just leave with that. Don't allow your circumstances to stop you. The circumstances don't get a vote. It gets no say so. in who's this person you can become? And for those who are saying I just came in, I missed it. This is going to be up on YouTube as well as on my podcast, as well as on my Instagram. So you'll be able to find it. All right. I love you guys.